Hey everybody, Icebox Pod episode 15 here. Your guys, 412 Sports Cards, Icy Ice Cards, here with another one. Getting getting into some various topics, the uh, promised tales of my uh, big card pickup that we've uh, teased on Instagram many, many times. Um, also, maybe assorted other things, going to talk a little bit about Beckett. Apparently got some good deals on subs. It's what I've been hearing at least, uh, as which is really just means Matt told me that like before we started recording this. And then I said, yeah, let's talk about it. But and then I've got a whole array of various topics to surprise Matt with today. So anyways, let's get into it, Matt. How are we doing? Pretty good. Yeah, I'm really excited about the Beckett news. A um, couple group subbers offering subs at $60 a card, which... Yeah, it isn't quite back to where we used to be, but that's not bad at all. $60. It seems to be um, three to four-ish month turnaround time, which, again, is really not that bad at all. I, is, there, is there a value cap on it? Or is it like? Uh, not that I've seen. I, I don't think Beckett usually does that kind of stuff, do they? I don't is know. That, I forget. I think that might be more of a PSA thing. But I haven't not... subbed with Beckett since 2018. That's probably when Beckett was uh, like held higher in the hobby than PSA, wasn't it? That's correct. And then, and then uh, after the reversal, they charged more. They cost double what PSA used to cost. And then once PSA started selling for more, I was like, I'm a fool. And then I just sent PSA. Yeah, that's pretty much what I did too. But so the question that I was going to bring up is, so I have these cards in the PC and they are PC, PC, like they're not going to go anywhere anytime soon. And like, even if something came up that I really wanted, I wouldn't want to move them. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the hardcore PC, the true, the true PC, not the, not the big pickup in today, guys, PC card week later gone. Yeah, yeah, not that kind. So there it's three LeBron refractors, I think. Oh, the and collection part of the collection. Yeah, and they look undergraded to me. So here's the question. Would you risk resubmitting them if they're just gonna stay in the PC like no matter what? Well, what are they? How on what are they? PSA eights? And you think you could get a are they nines? You think you could get a nine five? One is a PSA eight, or no, two are PSA eights that I think could pull nines. And then one is a BGS nine with three 9.5s and then an eight five surface. Hmm. I don't know. It seems like a lot of money to me if it's just going to, unless it bothers you. Like personally for me, if it's in the PC, don't really, if I know how decent it looks, and I don't want to sell it. It doesn't bug me, but I know some people really get worked up about the labels. Um, yeah. So I, I personally wouldn't, unless you don't like them all being in different slabs and you want them in a uniform slab, uh, which is something that would bother me. Yeah. I, Cause I'm, as of now, I'm leaning towards no, because as you said, I enjoy them how they are. 
And if they got a better grade, I wouldn't really enjoy them more. Obviously, I know the yeah. value, but that wouldn't really change anything for me. Yeah, if it's so, so far down the selling ladder, doesn't really, I don't know, do it for me. Like I have like a, I have like a Sidney Crosby, a rookie autograph that's like PSA seven. And I think, it, I think if I cracked it, I could get it an eight probably maybe stretch for a nine unless there's some absolute surface abomination that I haven't seen. Like I don't really care to take the time to resub it because I don't really want to sell yeah. it. So. Yeah. I think that's where I'm at too, as of now, but we'll see if that changes. That's because, a... I don't know. I just don't want to spend more money if I don't really have to. No, I, I personally don't. I don't know. I guess you already have them graded. Some cards that are PC, like a refractor like that, I would want in a slab. Like, I think it looks nice in a slab. Yeah. But, like, if it was, like, a patch or, like, a patch autograph that was, like, P like a patch autograph for the PC or something like that, I, I don't even want it graded often if it's true, like, deep PC. Like. Yeah. Yeah, like, I've graded a couple things just based off the whole protection standpoint but that's honestly pretty much it other than that i think yeah i guess most of my pc stuff now that i think about it is graded except for the low-end pc stuff that is just not worth grading or wouldn't grade well at all that's fair i was thinking about like oh i got a question for you i'll throw it out there since we're on the topic of pc Yesterday, last night, as I was uh, scrolling through Instagram before I called in, I, I saw Summertime Cards made like a, a a hashtag, like never for sale. What's the yeah. one card of yours that's never for sale? You might have already posted it, and I just was not looking on Instagram. But what's your I, one I, card? I didn't post it. Do you have one? Like, boom, like one card? Not Honestly, not. I feel like it would probably just be a card. Realistically, it'd probably just be kind of an underwhelming card. Like a card that I'd probably never sell is my Cabrera, Miguel Cabrera five star booklet auto. Just because yep. that was the first like decent card I bought. Because it's like even my LeBron and Brady stuff, I really, really like. But if that stuff went up 10 times like tomorrow, that would be out the door so fast, even though I yeah. really, but the Cabrera it's worth like a hundred dollars. If it went up to 500, I, I would not sell it. I would just keep it still. Exactly. That's that, that is my answer. It seems that from what I saw most people's, I saw like a, like gold prism or something like that. Or like, this is my car. I would never that I'm on the same boat as you. Like, for example, I got like this upper deck, star rookie brady sitting over here and like i don't that's like a card like you said like i don't i like it and like i don't really want to sell it but like the price was right that thing would be gone the card for me is my 2014 notable nicknames uh national treasures notable nicknames david ortiz auto inscribed big poppy out of 25 yeah and, and that's like, like my first that was my first that was the most expensive card i'd ever bought at the time and it was 70 dollars and like, yeah. I don't know what it's worth now, probably maybe 150. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It, see, even, even with your collection too, like, like you had to do a ton of stuff to get your Crosby RPA. Yeah. But it's like, if, 
if you got offered four times what you paid for that, like you're, you're gone. It. Yeah, it'd be gone. It would be gone. And then I would go find a Crosby that I, was cheap, but I thought looked amazing. And then I would buy that and that would become the new collection piece. That's what would happen. It'd be instant. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So that's what, yeah, when I was looking at people's posts, I was like, you're telling me on this Jason Tatum optic gold, if that thing went up 10 times, you wouldn't sell? Like, come on. And, and it almost has to be something cheap in the in the never for sale because that way the money doesn't really ever come into uh, play that that much. Yeah, and it has to be somebody too that isn't really going to explode in value. Like Cabrera and Ortiz will probably go up slowly over time, but it's never going to be like, wow, Ortiz just went up 10 times yesterday or something. Like, yeah. I don't think that's really ever going to happen. Hall Unless- of Fame announcement coming out in a week. Yeah. Get excited. I, is it really only a week? Week they release the ballots, and then this summer would, is the induction ceremony, which, oh. as I've said, since he retired in 2016, if he, if this is the year for him, then I am going to go to Cooperstown for it because I, I really? want to go for his induction. But I am not looking forward to the process of doing that. Like the ceremony would be cool and it'd be cool to see him get inducted. But like also, I don't know if you've ever been to Cooperstown. Place is tiny and there's like no hotels. And I went there one time and we with my family and we had to pay an exorbitant rate to stay at a Best Western. And it wasn't even like the ceremony. It was just like little league baseball teams clogging up the town. So I uh, fear for the traffic that would be on a hall of fame induction ceremony but it's not near yeah. anything wait where is that again i've never been what's in new it? york between oh, um oh, between really? i would say like albany and like where um where cornell is which is also in the middle of nowhere uh you're not near anything uh really i think it's maybe two hours from albany hour and a half i could be wrong on that i i haven't i mean it's been six years and I was not driving. I was just riding in the back seat of a car. I think I remember it pretty well. But dang, yeah, there yeah. are like no hotels. There's like not much there. Yeah, I I can't imagine. It's like two lane roads in and out. Uh, so I can't imagine the insanity. But it'd be yeah. pretty sick. That's probably just something you have to do once and then just never again. <laughs> That's the plan. This would be the one time. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, I think I think you're spot on though with the stuff like the Jason Tatum optic gold. Yeah, if that, yeah, that's the type of stuff where. Come on, we all we all know that you like that card, but we all know it's an investment piece that if it went up, you would sell. Like that's, I don't think anyone's really thinking right now. Oh, I'm gonna take these Jason Tatum's to the grave with me or something like that. It's Jason Tatum. Like, if that goes up, you're selling. I agree. But it was an interesting trend to watch. Uh, this might be also, I, I think I'm potentially the minority here, but I don't think that golds are collector cards at all. The gold is in is a construct created by the investor that somehow caught on. And I feel like people have tricked themselves into thinking is like a collection, like a cool collection piece. When in reality, all that people used to want were like 
jerseys and autographs and now for some reason this gold is popular because it is scarce i don't know i get the prism gold a little but like there was like a third year jaron jackson prism gold 250 bucks give me a noir rpa all day instead of that yeah yeah i agree i think uh those are a little bit of hype ish cards the only golds that I'm a huge fan of is the older, like, Topps Chrome golds out of 50. Those I really like. Because the really? nice thing with those is they pop up often enough to actually have real comps. Unlike a Prism Gold where nobody knows. Like, no one really knows what a LeBron Prism Gold from 20-whatever is worth because there's never any comps. But like my my Brady Tops Chrome Gold out of fifty that I have, I absolutely love that card. That's like what's a that top... from 10, 2010? Yeah, I think so. I remember all those old Tops designs from baseball, so I was had to yeah had to run through in my head. Yeah, they're so nice. I will never, never rip on a Tops Chrome Gold. Those are just I, the best. I will rip on a Tops Chrome Gold. I, I I am not hugely in love with the Topps Chrome Gold, mostly because I think I grew up when the Topps Chrome Gold was like not worth anything. And yeah. uh, like you did, but like there's like David Ortiz Topps Chrome Golds. It's like a hundred bucks or something like that. And I'm like, I would never pay a hundred dollars for that. But I think that's just because I, when I collect baseball, maybe I collect differently than I, than I yeah. collect other sports. Yeah, I, I definitely am that way. I collect baseball way differently than I collect other sports. I Yeah, I think it's – I don't – which is kind of interesting, but I I, it, I have different interests in in yeah. the baseball than I do in other sports, probably because it's not as much driven by what carries value because um, I mostly just collect baseball and I don't really invest in baseball ever. Yeah, I agree. I think it, my, like, investment stash – has like one soda, one Tatis, and one Acuna. And that's pretty it's a much big it. stash. Just yeah. Cause I well, and I'm pretty much just gonna sell them right when the season starts back up. It's definitely not a long term type stash at all. No, just kind of take them in deals whenever you get them. Yeah. Like I, I had one at the Ship Shawana show just like walk up to me in trade night and he was like, Oh, I'll take 70% on this. Acuna. And you're like done. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'll take it because he's injured and he's going to come back and play and I'll make some money on it. So I was like, okay. Yeah. But it's not necessarily a card that I love or really, yeah, just enjoy that much. Yeah, that's fair. Do you want to, do we want to move along? What do we want to get to next? Do you want a random question or a random topic? Think- I've got two potential topics and then I know you have the, and then there's like my deal and stuff. I think we need to talk about the Jackie because that was a big pickup. And before the pod, you revealed to me that it seems like a little bit more happened with it than. Yeah, it was a circus. FedEx is not it. Uh, apparently, FedEx doesn't know how it works in an apartment building when you have a mailroom and how you'll never be able to sign for the package. And um, I don't know. So, like, whenever the post office comes, they like leave a little note in your in your uh in your box and it's like we failed delivery like we'll try again tomorrow and then i eventually gave my mailman my cell phone number and now he texts me when he comes 
and I come down and I sign for it, which is great. Uh, and the mailman says, hello, I'm in the mailroom. And then I mosey on down if I'm here. That's uh, sweet. It actually is. And, he, and there's so many mailboxes. So he's there for like half an hour. So like takes you a little bit. But oh, so, to- do, so do you, you have like individual mail? I have mail slots, but it's for the postal service. But then Amazon packages, okay. FedEx, UPS are in a separate room, which is adjacent to where all the boxes are. But then like, okay. but then like if I get a group sub back, it's insured yeah. and I have to sign for it. And then he, I have to go down and like sign right. for it. Okay. And which works well if I'm, he, I'm around, but if I'm not around, it doesn't work so well. But anyways, woke up, saw my package, was out for delivery on Martin Luther King Day, which was exciting. And then 15 minutes after I'm up, delivery failed. Uh, we will be rescheduling that for tomorrow before 10 a.m. And I thought, there's no way they're not. It's going to be the same show. Like, I'm not going to be here. And then it's going to be like, oh, well, we're going to have to send it back to the seller or to the sender is what I envisioned happening, which was would have been a crisis uh, for me because this thing took long enough to get here as it was took like four days on a two day. Um, And anyways, and then involved, I'll keep it brief for the listeners because you guys don't want to hear all this tried telling me the package wasn't going to be back at the center for pickup till after 6 p.m. I thought, yeah, right. He was out for delivery at 8 a.m. No way that guy's out there for 12 hours or for 10 hours without a break going back to his, uh, his the ranch. But yeah. went back, involved a call to the call center. The FedEx managed delivery account creator was broken. So I, I <laughs> it was... Oh, yeah. So I couldn't make an account to hold it for pickup. So I just had to go out there and hope it was going to be there, which coincidentally it was. And then we secured it. The 1952 Tops PS or not PSA one, SGC one, Jackie Robinson, which was pretty awesome. I looked it up today in the PSA pop report uh, or in the SGC pop report. And there are 260 SGC copies, which I thought was actually kind of high. Yeah, that's way more than what I would have guessed. There are 530 Mickey Mantles in the SGC pop. Really? In all grades. I mean, I mean, yeah. you're looking at like 20 a grade. So like there are like 20 PSA or SGC ones, like 20 SGC one and a halfs, and like 22s and like stuff like that. PSA is like closer to like a hundred in the low grades. Do you know the highest SGC grade? Off the top of your there head. is a nine five Jackie, I think. No, or a nine five. It was either a nine five Jackie or a nine five uh, Mantle. I think it's a nine five Jackie. I can't remember. There are nines of both, though. There's two nines, I think, two Mantle nines and two uh, Jackie Robinson nines in SGC slabs. That's crazy. Yeah, I wonder. I bet they're in the old slabs. This thing was slabbed. If you like, apparently, if you go on to like and put the cert number in on the SGC pop report, these were slabbed in 20 or in October. This was slabbed October 2021, which was really odd. Like it's in a new SGC slab. It was slabbed three months ago and it's a 1952 tops card, which is odd. I don't know if that means it was reholdered or like, what but i there are, i can't imagine there are a ton of these just floating around i mean i guess you found it in an attic maybe and you send it on in 
yeah that's yeah i guess you never know but that that is seem does seem really weird it is it was a it was a big job though the consolidation uh to get this the hunting to get this because i didn't exactly have the money to be able to just go out and get it like when i got my crosby i had i mean i spent a lot on that and i was with taken within 200 dollars of my max bid on it but like for some reason it felt different because when I what my max bid was, I thought like maybe I'll get it, maybe I won't. But I felt like I could push like pretty high and like put in a decently high bid and just secure it. This I did not feel the same confidence that I could just go out there and secure one like at will. It felt like I was gonna need a little bit of luck on my side, which uh because I I lost a couple auctions because I just couldn't push the money. But mm. uh, hopefully the eBay police aren't on here. I got one of those uh, one of those on eBay, off eBay type deals where I yeah. offered on literally every PSA one and SGC one. And then people just sent me stuff back or like I messaged them and I got the incognito phone number, which helped me work out a private deal, which uh, helped helped us meet in the middle a little bit and got the price to where honestly, I thought it was a pretty good deal. I don't want to say the number on here, but you yeah. Matt knows the number. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a pretty good deal as well. I would have, yeah, I I would have felt comfortable with that number too. I was pretty I was pretty excited though. Huge ad goes. I I, I don't know if I've told you this. What I want to do now, uh, where the money will come for this, is a very good question to which there's no answer. But I want to get a uh, I want to get one good card from each like fifties top set. Oh yeah, you did tell me that. Um, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, that would be super cool. It did, yeah, to get who else would you want? Probably a mantle, a man. I want the 53 mantle. I want a 50, I want the mantle from 53 specifically, because I think it looks cool. Also, like maybe I could take a 56 mantle. I don't know. But I want a 56, I want a mantle and a maze, especially. And then also a Ted Williams. Um, I want that too. And oh, the 19, 1953 mantle is pretty doable. Yeah, it's not insane. It it it's within reach. PSA two, I think I could maybe pull off eventually. I think you could because a PSA one is on eBay right now for twenty seven hundred OBO. Oh, that's high. I think that's pretty high. Really? Okay, so then yeah, you could probably. I'll look at sold items, but. PSA, well, that might, maybe PSA, maybe it's not. I don't know. PSA one on card ladders, 1900. Yeah. I think a two is around three. Yeah. That's like around what a two is worth. Yeah. So you could, yeah, you could probably pull off a two. For sure. And then I want a 1955. I already have a 1955 card, which kind of screws up the system, but I don't want to get rid of it. I have a 1955 Jackie Robinson, but I want a 1955 Roberto Clemente rookie, uh, Pittsburgh and all. Yeah. That's, and those are not insane either. No, that is one that is actually on my list as well. I got PSA four is thirty three hundred, which I mean is a ton of money, but compared to other cards, is not nuts. I guess. Well, and that's not a bad grade either. No, PSA four is pretty high quality. I would say once yep, you I'll... get to PSA four, you enter the range of pretty decent quality in my eyes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a uh, Clemente. Even uh, 
like a PSA one is like nine hundred. I think it could be even less. Oh yeah, nine hundred. Yeah, I mean that. I I w- at that point I would just probably hold out for a little better of a copy. Yeah. Granted, I have no, I do not have the money to just be going out and acquiring these, but uh, this is a long, long term goal. Like, I could maybe get like one a year or something like that. Right. Yeah. For a long time. But it's pretty cool. I'd like to get a Willie Mays someday. I have no Willie Mays cards. Yeah. I know nothing about his cards at all. I have no idea. I want to, I want to. I don't know if there's anything else I have to say about this card, about my Jackie, other than you guys should really look at vintage baseball. If you ever, for me, it is honestly one of the things I find the most enjoyment in, in collecting. Like there's something about it that like these cards were the only card from that set and people who know vintage baseball, they know what that set looks like so well. And I don't know, there's just cool cards. Like, when you talk about this, like I get, yeah, there's like Bowman cards that like are in some of these like early fifties years, but like if you say the 52 Jackie Robinson or the 55 Jackie Robinson, all you got to do is say the year and the name. And that's one card in like the fifties, right. for example. Yeah. And like you say the year and the name and people know what it is. Cause that was like, there's like one card really for a lot of those years. So there's some cards, but no one really cares about them. But yeah, I, it's pretty cool and it's pretty fun, honestly. You ever buy any vintage baseball? Uh, no. I need, I I don't really want any vintage baseball for my PC besides one Jackie and one Clemente, and I haven't been able to get either yet. I think I there is sneaky heat in the vintage baseball market. It is not, uh especially right now. Like I think there's decent values out there. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I think Jackie Robinson is also for those of you who care more about investing, I think is one of the best investment plays on a risk uh, from like a risk adjusted return standpoint. It's not necessarily going to be the, I think for the amount of risk you take buying, I'm not talking about new Jack. I'm talking about, 40s 50s jackie robinson cards those are the best one of the best investments one of my home run investments in my opinion from risk adjusted return standpoint i think he grows with culture and just like the cards that he's his he's on are already iconic sets yeah i agree with that i uh so what is your a little bit moving on what is your take on cut autos don't love cut autos because personally i've been thinking about not even getting a rob a clemente oh and just really saving up and going the cut auto route oh okay i can get behind that okay if you're talking cut autos of someone like that i can maybe be more, more intrigued i'm not interested in cut autos of of people that are not long gone. Yeah, a cut auto of say like Miguel Cabrera or David Ortiz is absolutely stupid. Yeah, that's stupid. trash. But with like Clemente or something, you have no other choice. Clemente so, cut auto. Well, Clemente died young too. Yeah, he did. 
at like, I mean, he maybe 35 ish. Yeah. So I, he was not very old. No. And that's why I think that would be super cool for the PC. And I would be, I would be honestly completely fine not getting a vintage card of Clemente if I was able to secure a car auto. They're not, I, look at old triple thread sets if you ever see them. Like if you ever search triple yeah. thread. I used to watch a channel. There was like a guy in like California who just used to open up like cards. Like every week he'd open a box, post a video. And like he would open like a case of triple threads and he would open like a box a week and he would just like post the videos. And he pulled a Clemente cut from triple threads. Yeah, that's something that would be so cool to have. But that's way out of my price range. I guarantee it. But I don't know how much they are. 5,000 maybe more. I don't yeah, know. Looking, I can't really find any comps. There's a, there isn't really too much on there. Well, there, there aren't a ton of them floating around. It, yeah, exactly. That they, <laughs> They're they, all one of ones. Yeah. Maybe one ish probably sells a year. Okay. Somewhere. Okay. Here we got here. I got it. Okay. I got a cool comp. I got a cool comp for you and listeners. This should be exciting for you too. No, stop your hunting. Pencils down. 2021 triple threats. Roberto Clemente, Hank Aaron. It has a Hank and uh, Roberto Clemente bat piece cut auto. Hank Aaron patch and cut auto booklet. So it's a cut auto of both. Patch of Hank Aaron, bat of Roberto Clemente. Cut auto booklet. How much? Sold in December of 2021. I mean, that's got to be like 20,000, doesn't it? 8k on oh, auction, yeah. See, that seems super cheap. It looks pretty good. The Hank Aaron toes the line of if I accept a cut auto, though, because he lived for a long time. Hank Aaron, I do not accept a cut auto personally. Yeah, I, I, he has, he has really nice on card autos, and there, and there are enough of them. Yeah, and the, and they're not short supply, so yeah, he would. Yeah, I mean, you don't really have a choice because you're buying a booklet. But <laughs> if you eight K for that card seems like a pretty solid deal. I bet you the uh, here's a, got that. Matt, they, there are there are more than you think floating around. There yeah. have been. There's one that sold on auction in May. Of, okay, so in 2021, this is just according to like Card Ladder, like Card Ladder, which searches all these databases and finds them for you. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have that? No, it's I awesome. Don't. So Heritage sold a ta- a 2012 museum cut auto of Kalani for five five or 5500 in October 24th, 2021, in none other than the PWCC weekly auction. A 2015 Dynasty Clemente cut sold for 7500 Really? Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Pretty cool cards. I'm, you're getting me all excited now because I enjoy vintage baseball and also enjoy baseball sets. So, yeah. Maybe I'm a little too yeah. much fun. That, that's the type of stuff that really intrigues me personally all of the and there are not a ton of clemente autos that exist 
Jackie Robinson cut would be sick too. It probably goes for way more. Yeah, I have a Jackie cut. What? Yeah. You have a, you have a Jackie Robinson cut? Yeah. I bought it. Well, did I ever tell you the whole story about my Jackie cuts? You you have more than one? No, so in sophomore year of high school, I think, I was I kind of decided to get out of cards. And because I just wasn't enjoying it anymore. But I was like, the one card I always wanted was a Jackie Robinson sign something. So I started looking it up and I found a transcendence cut auto. And obviously one of one. Well, those and are massive, right? Like that's it, like a massive thing. Yeah, it's a well, what do you mean by massive? Like uh it's not it's not this. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was. Oh, really? It was traditional sized. It wasn't like giant. Yep, yeah. Oh, nice. And I'm not even kidding or exaggerating. This is the cleanest cut auto I guarantee in existence of probably any player dating past 1960. Like it's the cleanest auto I've ever seen on a card. Wow. And it was a crazy nice card. And then so I bought it and I paid 3200. That's insane. And then I ended up getting back into cards a little while later. And so Don't to get told me you sold it. Yeah, I sold it. No. And I sold it to some Chinese like billionaire overseas for 5 grand. And I so I shipped it to him and that card is in China now and I guarantee you it'll never come back out. But wow. So after I did that, I ended up buying a different cut auto that I still have. And it's just not as quality, but I'll, What's I'll never, um, that one is SP authentic. Is it like a SP authentic, like threads or something like that? Is that a SP thing? authentic is a set game used? I don't know. It's a. Uh, SP yeah. game used as a set. I honestly that sounds right. Just by um SP, yeah, SP legendary cuts. Oh, I have a card from that set. Oh, that's an awesome set. That yeah, the guy uh, that opened the case of triple threads and pulled that, um, and pulled that Clemente cut, he opened a lot of that stuff. I have uh, a questionable cut, like a cut of questionable quality, like that I would probably not accept now from a sim from like a later year or like a similar set. Who is it? Bob Feller. Oh yeah, yeah. I I like that Jackie, and the cut is from is actually from an old Dodgers program. That's actually cool. So I thought, yeah, I thought that was super cool. Don't ever get rid of that. And if you do get rid of it, you have to tell me before you get rid of it. The Jackie? Yes. So that I can have a chance if you're going to get rid of it. Yeah, I I do not think I'll ever get rid of that. I've had a couple, Yeah, I've had a couple people DM me and ask me what are the chances that I'd get rid of it. 
And that's just one of those cards where if I get rid of it, I don't think I'll ever buy one back. So I don't think I can. Yeah, no, I don't get rid of it. Don't make that mistake. You would be sad. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely not gonna. Not wow. Buy. See, this is how I know that like vintage baseball stuff is what I like probably enjoy the most because this is like gets my energy like way up. Like I really enjoy talking about this type of stuff. Yeah. I got something random for you if you want to switch gears a little bit. Yeah, let's do it. You ever use Whatnot? Because I was on Whatnot for the first time on Sunday. Uh, I haven't. I haven't, no. Low-key, very fun. I thought it would be the scum. Maybe it's the scum of the earth if you're, like, in certain people's rooms. But, like, I was in, like, this Lucas Tigers, like, LeBron's podcast. Like, they had a room open. And, like, they have it – excuse me. They've done it like they talk, like, betting picks and stuff for, like, the football games. They've done it every Sunday all season. I did not tune in all season until this one because I thought, what the heck, downloaded the app, signed in, put my PayPal in. And they – and they're just talking. And there's a little button. And it says these 16 cards are, like, going to be auctioned throughout this room's, like, time. These are the ones that have sold so far. These are the ones that they, they're yet to sell. And it's one minute auctions and 10 second extended time for a bid that comes in at the end. One minute, they oh. sell a card. It was so, so fun. Is, so there is like an extended, I didn't know there was like an extended bidding in there. It adds like five or 10 seconds. That's kind of cool just because it's such a short amount of time. It's really fun. Like, especially like he, like he, opened up a box of mosaic and like football. And he's like, yeah, I'm just going to auction everything on here to you guys. There are only 30 guys in the room. He's like, yeah, you guys, some of you guys probably get a good deal. And like one card went for like 40 bucks. And like, I looked it up on eBay after, and it was 120 bucks, but I didn't know that. And you kind of got to be with it. Like you got to know your cards because 130 points is a pretty slow website when you're dealing with a, right. when yeah. you're dealing with a one minute auction here. So it was yeah that's kind of intriguing and from a selling standpoint that could be interesting because you might get lose a lot of money on some stuff but people might pay way over comps some stuff went over comps yeah especially if in a one minute auction in an extended bidding you can get people to be emotional about a card yeah and then they and you just press a button and it's not like ebay where you got to press confirm 10 million times just press bid and it's like bid five more dollars to, and then to be the winning better bid. It's so fun. I, you could lose a lot of money though. This is how, if like people do like repacks and stuff on there, you could go broke because it's slightly addictive. It's fun though. But if you stay disciplined, it could be good. Don't they have something in there that can make it. I mean, I've never used it. So I don't know if I might sound dumb to the people listening, but isn't there like a guaranteed payment thing because you like register your paypal like there's no non-payers no my paypal had to be linked before and then it's not like i went i bought one card and then it's not like after you buy one card then it like i have to go to my cart and i have to go pay for it it's like no that money was like immediately billed to your payment as soon as you win yeah that's Unless you didn't have the money and the payment bounced, like if you have the money, money's gone. Wow, 
That's so interesting. That's such a good business model to avoid non-payments. It's fun. It is. It. I just wanted to throw that out. Sometime, if you like, ever know people that like you actually like that are on whatnot. Like, I don't know if I go on it and like just go into random people's things that has no appeal. But like, if there are people that you know that are on whatnot that you already like, yeah. I think it could be kind of fun. I think my LCS actually is going on. Oh, they're going on loop, but I think that's pretty similar, isn't it? It might be. Loop is more for breaking. Oh, is it really? Okay. Loop is like an integrated breaking site. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, but it's pretty it's pretty cool. fun. Yeah. I always wonder. I've always heard this. Another thing that's kind of off topic. But I wonder how good an LCS's margin is on wax. Because it's incredibly good on the stuff that they get allocated. Right. But so, yeah, that's what I've kind of heard is the stuff that they get allocated, they kill it. But then the stuff that they actually have to like buy and, and sell, really, they make like nothing. That's what that's I correct. Heard. That's absolutely correct. I think okay. you're allocated below um, MSRP. Right, yeah. And which, so for like Prism, you're getting allocated at like 250 a box. Maybe, you know, that's probably MSRP. You're probably getting allocated 150 a box and then you're selling them for a thousand. Yeah, that's what, that's what I saw was um, people on Facebook were posting about uh, football Prism this year. And, and they were saying, I can't wait to open football Prism with my kid. It's only going to be 300 a box. And it's like, no, no. That's, that's the MSRP. The, that's the MSRP. I said you're you're going to be paying two thousand a box if you want to open one. Maybe not that much, but at least a grand. Eight to twelve hundreds, my guess. But yeah, yeah. I think I think when it drops, it'll be like twelve to fourteen, and then yeah. it'll at about it'll probably tank at about eight, and then it'll probably go up to like eleven that's what that's literally what basketball did and i think now we're to the point where football and basketball product are priced very similarly yeah i bet it costs literally the same as basketball like good class like trevor lawrence was a huge name before but now is like eh. and like i think it should be pretty close to the basketball product in terms of price interesting to see though i would like to rip wax but wax is freaking expensive so no, it's wax is crazy. I could. And I it's worse. The ROI people are like, guys, the prices on 2020 wax are lower. Or I guess now it's 2022. You know what I mean? The prices, yeah. it's all screwed up. The price on the last year of wax is low compared to last year. Guys, the prices of wax are coming down. It's more affordable. We can do it again. No, it's even worse than it used right. to be. Because the return is has dropped faster than the price has dropped. It's it's even more of a bloodbath than it used to be. Yeah, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. Um, but maybe not. But I always had I always tell people this. If I was a whatever, 10 I had 10 million dollars sitting in my bank account, I would not rip wax. Oh, I think you have said this. You've at least said it to me. Yeah, because losing money, no matter how you do it, is just not fun. Like, I do not enjoy that. If you could tell me that you could open a case of Flawless 
if, if I had $10 million in my bank account, had the chance to open a case of flawless on release day, I just wouldn't do it. Like, that's not fun to me. So, I think I would do it. I think I would do it. Yeah, I just, I just could not. Like, I, well, okay, this is the difference. If I, I think maybe I would do it, but then I would feel stupid and I would hate myself because I could have gone like to Europe uh, instead. And right, I could have exactly. gone on vacation to Europe instead of opening that box. And when you put it yeah. that way, I would feel pretty mad at myself because I'd much rather go to Europe. Right. Because it, and it's one of those things where there's always something better that's guaranteed. Like I would just rather go buy the LeBron card. That I'm, I wish the LeBron card that I'd want out of the product and then just probably save money as opposed to ripping it. You know, like I, yeah, I don't know. I just, my my brain is just not wired that way where i just cannot think of losing money as being fun i just i don't know and don't you enjoy do you enjoy not enjoy a 20 dollar blaster not to the point where i would ever spend 20 dollars on one really you would never buy a 20 dollar blaster the only time i would would be if i if prism football came out and oh, I oh wow okay that's not fair no that's what i'm saying like the only thing i would do is if a prism football came out and i stumbled across one on like release day or something and got super lucky but if i went to meyer right now and found like tops flagship baseball or something like that or chronicles basketball or something i would not enjoy that like i just you would wouldn't. never do it no, I wouldn't. It's just not fun to me. I don't know. Why. I would do it. I would do it. Not always. And like, I'm a little picky, but like when I found those like OP, like I found like an OPG platinum hockey blaster in the wild and it was 20 bucks. Yeah. And I was like, man, like that's so awesome. And I was, and I was like so excited and it was so fun to rip and it had like cool parallels and I got like sub $5 of value in return probably. But like, it was, it was pretty fun. I will, will say, I don't like when I go to the hobby shop and I buy like hobby packs and then I just get like nothing that feels bad. But when you buy like a $20 blaster expecting nothing, that actually feels pretty good to me sometimes, but yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's just a difference because I know, I mean, I know some people that can just rip boxes and no matter what they get back, it's fun, which is like completely fine. Like I'm not bashing them at all. If that's fun for you, then you should be doing it. But it's just not my style at all. Yeah. I used to think about ripping like um, a museum museum baseball because I thought it would be fun because there's cool patches and stuff. But then I realized like you get cleaned out most of the time and I could just buy my David Ortiz patches instead. So when you get to that price point, I am firmly in your camp. Yeah. By the way, before we uh, call it a day here, I wanted to comment on that LeBron triple logo man from the new Flawless. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but... There's a triple logo, man. You've seen it, right? Yeah. With a Cavs, Heat, and Lakers logo, man. All on the same card of LeBron. Absolutely sick. I saw someone saying it's better than the LaMelo uh, logo, man, auto. I think it is definitely better than the logo, man, RPA, LaMelo. Uh, but if you're being close. Honestly, if you're taking the LaMelo logo, man, if anybody is, that's the dumbest take in cards it's arguably his best lamello's best card yeah it is but i just 
That'd be so stupid to take that card is an elite LeBron card. That card could push a million dollars, I think. I agree. I saw an offer for I think four hundred thousand on Facebook. Yeah, I think it could go higher. I mean, you're gonna see you're gonna see that PSA 10 Kobe tribute uh dunk gold go for four hundred or five hundred. Yeah, exactly. Well, didn't it one just go for that? It's it might have ended. It was at Leyland's or something. I think it went for like 250 or something like no, that. No, that was a nine. That was a nine. Oh, and there's a pop yeah. one PSA 10 that's currently on auction of that. Yeah, so that, that'll go 400 then. And I'd way rather have the logo, man. That's not even close. I'd rather have the logo, man, than two of them. Than Same. two of them, honestly. Maybe three. I'm not going to lie. I would watch, 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 the, watch the back of the card be like this player worn material or something no it's all game worn thankfully yeah i know did you oh i wanted to say this did if you look at it carefully you can see that the Cavs logo man is a stitched logo man in an older school stitch so you know it's from the first Cavs stint it's from the Cavs before the heat because the Heat logo man is a slightly more modern logo man, yeah. and I don't think that stitched logo man existed during the second Cavs. So I think it's an old school LeBron logo man on the Cavs one, which I guess this doesn't matter because to because I'm not going to be able to buy it. But if I had the money, that matters a lot, and that makes it way cooler to me. Really? Okay, so that makes it cooler to you. That it's the first Cavs because it's ordered Cavs, Heat, Lakers. But it would be stupid if it was a Heat logo man, a Cavs logo man from before the Heat, and then the Heat, and then the Lakers. Yeah, I think. Yeah, see, that's interesting because I wonder if everybody would prefer that. Maybe we need to do a poll or something because I think I, I'm with you. I w- agree with you on I'd rather have the old Cavs. But I think some people might want the second Cavs stint because he actually won a title in that stint. But that's fair. I, I don't know. I, I could see either way personally, but I am I do agree with you. I'd rather have the earlier one personally. Yeah. Well, we, maybe we will get something up on that. Um, I think that might be it for today, you guys. You good with that? Yep. Yeah. We'll yeah, be we'll back call next week. Episode 16. Um, 16. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna be pushing 20 soon. So that'll be that'll be fun. So yeah, thanks for all the support. And we've we've noticed we've got some listeners kind of all over the place. So that's been kind of cool. But yeah. yeah. Keep the lessons coming, you guys. Very fun. I, I enjoy looking at the metrics. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty fun. So thank you and have a good week.